0: Hello everyone, welcome to Minghui Radio, bringing you podcasts of stories relating to the persecution of Falun Gong in China, insights and experiences gained by practitioners during the course of their cultivation, special items of interest, and music composed and performed by Dafa practitioners.
1: The following is an experience-sharing article entitled, How Falun Dafa Prolonged My Life and Improved My Morality by a Falun Dafa practitioner in China. The article was published on the Mingwei website on October 13, 2023. I began practicing Falun Dafa in 1997. I'm an elderly practitioner today, but back then I was in my 40s. I suffered from many incurable conditions before I began practicing, including severe arthritis, cardiac conditions, gastritis, and gynecological problems. I ran out of money to pay for medical treatments, and my health deteriorated until I was unable to hold a job. Fearing for my life, I asked a friend to help me consult a fortune teller. The fortune teller predicted I would die of a heart attack at the age of 55, which was fairly soon, considering I was in my 40s at the time. Just as I was at my most desperate, a friend of mine told me about Falun Gong. She told me, Falun Gong has miraculous effects in curing diseases and keeping people healthy. You don't have to spend a penny on health care from now on. I understood that this was a lifeline, and I went with her to a Fallen Dafa practice site the following morning. It was 3 o'clock in the morning. Yet, when we arrived, there were already 70 or 80 people practicing the second set of exercises. I started learning the exercise movements, but in doing the second exercise, I fainted after holding my arms up for only a few minutes. When I regained consciousness, I heard a voice asking, What's wrong? Although I was awake, I found myself unable to see anything. When I responded to the voices, they replied, Don't be afraid. Master is purifying your body. Then two coordinators helped me sit up. By that time, my stomach had begun churning terribly, and I was very nauseous. The two coordinators had to practically carry me as we ran to the toilet where I immediately vomited and had diarrhea. Everything that came out was just water. Yet after half an hour, my head felt clearer and I had regained my vision. When a coordinator asked how I was, I told her I was okay. We made our way back to the practice site and I continued to learn the exercises. As I was walking home afterward, my body felt light and my mood was much improved. From then on, I went to practice the exercises every morning. When I arrived at the site on the third morning, one of the coordinators told me, just practicing the exercises isn't enough. You need a copy of Juan Falun. I got a copy of the book, but having only a third grade education, I found many words and sentences incomprehensible. Undeterred, I sought help from other practitioners and a dictionary and soon found myself able to read Juan Falun proficiently. From the book, I realized the goal of practicing Falun Gong was not to cure illnesses, but to cultivate one's level Until enlightenment, I also found out all illnesses were fundamentally caused by karma. Starting from the day I began practicing the exercises, I found myself vomiting mouthfuls of water each morning. This state lasted for over a month, after which I found my health had greatly improved. My weight increased, my complexion became brighter and my stamina improved to the point that I no longer felt exhausted at work. Part 1. Dafa Improved My Morality As an ordinary worker at a garment factory, I strive to meet the standards of a cultivator and do my best, regardless of whether the work assigned is in my job description. Employees at our factory take turns cleaning the work area. Whenever colleagues leave early for home or are absent due to special circumstances, I take the initiative to perform their cleaning duties for them. When conflicts arise between myself and my colleagues, I practice tolerance according to Master's teachings. Once, a co-worker named Ming started eating a bag of melon seeds during her lunch break. Seeing her melon seed shells scattered across the floor, I picked up a broom and swept them up. Not only did Ming refuse to thank me for cleaning up her mess, she actually scolded me in front of everyone who was present. Nobody had ever treated me so disrespectfully. If not for Falun I would have retaliated and beaten her up. Instead, I calmly endured her scolding. As our colleagues were staring at us with baffled expressions, the factory director came out from her office and asked, Who is she scolding? I replied, She's scolding me. The factory director laughed and said, Your character has improved. If something like this had happened before, you would have hit her. In July 1999, the CCP began suppressing Falun Gong. Officers from our district's 610 office visited our factory and asked if any of the employees practiced Falun Gong. My previous words and actions must have impressed my bosses and colleagues because the factory director instantly told them no. Afterward, the factory director told me, Practitioners of Falun Gong are all good people. I won't surrender you to them. Over time, I explained to my colleagues the truth behind the persecution of Dafa. Now my colleagues all know that Fallen Dafa and its practitioners are good people. I continue to hold myself to the standard of a Fallen Dafa practitioner in my family and other relationships. I have one older brother and five younger sisters. One of my sisters passed away at the age of 43, leaving my brother-in-law to raise their several young children on his own. Eventually, he remarried and his children could not get along with his new wife. I took them in and raised them until they graduated from school and started their own families. Naturally, the children developed a close relationship with me. Having witnessed all this, My neighbors commented, only Falun Gong practitioners would be willing to do this. Part 2. Unmoved in the Face of Pressure My family initially supported my cultivation, but after the CCP's persecution of Falun Gong began, my family attempted to dissuade me due to their fear. This was particularly true for my husband, who worked in civil service. His superiors visited him repeatedly, pressuring him to make me give up Falun Dafa. My husband and my sisters confronted me one day and demanded I give up the practice. Pressured by them, I cried but refused to say that I would no longer practice. At this point, my mother spoke up from the side of the room saying, Stop it. You will drive her mad if you try to persuade her anymore. My sisters gave up and returned home. When my husband realized he had yet to fulfill his task assigned by his leaders, he gave me an ultimatum saying, it's me or Dafa. You can only choose one. Hearing his words, I started crying again. My heart was in pain. If I chose Daffa, our family would be torn apart, and it would affect our three children's futures. Yet, if I chose my husband, I would have to give up Daffa. After a while, I said to my husband, I choose Daffa. Daffa restored my health, extended my life, and allowed me to cultivate to enlightenment. I will look for a house to rent this afternoon. My husband softened after hearing my answer. Forget it, just practice, since you are so determined. From then on, he secretly supported my cultivation. Once, while distributing truth-clarification pamphlets, someone reported me to the authorities, and a car from the 610 office soon arrived outside my door. I had Shenyun Yun CDs, copies of the nine commentaries on the Communist Party, and other truth-clarification pamphlets at home. Concerned for my safety, a fellow practitioner offered to take them off my hands, yet my husband refused and said to me, We cannot expose others to danger. At around 8 p.m., the 610 office vehicle drove away and I went out to distribute those materials. When I returned at 10 p.m., I saw my husband looking outside intently with his face against the window pane. I realized my husband was not against Falun Dafa, but had acted out of fear of being persecuted. I discovered I was being followed the next day when I visited a salon for a haircut. When I sat down, the man seated behind me whipped out his cell phone and tried to take a picture of me in the mirror. I was unafraid as I knew Master was by my side. I asked Master to ensure his camera could not capture my face. And soon after, the man put his phone away. I learned that when Dafa disciples have adequate righteous thoughts, Master can help resolve all dangerous situations. Part 3. Using Every Opportunity to Clarify the Truth About Dafa When my son started dating, his girlfriend's parents asked to meet me. I prepared some gifts and made the trip to their hometown, a city in southern China. There, I met the girl's older sister, brother-in-law, and parents. The family was harmonious, and the girl's parents were simple and kind people. Over the meal, I disclosed my status as a Falun Gong practitioner and told them Falun Gong is a Buddhist practice that cultivates truthfulness, compassion, forbearance. I also explained how Jiang Zemin, former head of the Chinese Communist Party, jealous of the large number of Falun Gong cultivators, abused his power to suppress Falun Gong. I also explained all the different evidence that indicated the Tiananmen self-immolation incidents was a hoax, cooked up by Jiang's minions. My son was sitting next to me, and he was so frightened that he kept tapping my foot in an attempt to stop me from talking. I ignored him and continued explaining to his girlfriend's family the truth about Fallen Dafa. Afterward, the girl's father remarked, "Jung is most afraid of Falun Gong. He is the worst. The girl's mother continued, I hate the Communist Party. My uncle was a high-ranking intellectual. And was persecuted and killed during the Cultural Revolution. The girl's sister and brother in law also voiced their support for Falun Gong and its practitioners. Everyone appeared to accept the truth. As we were making our way home, my son gave me the thumbs up and said, Mom, you really are brave. I was scared out of my wits earlier. Given this was our first meeting, I had to agree that my son's reaction was normal. This courage of mine to tell them about Falun Gong had been unexpected, yet I also knew I could not keep this a secret from my son's girlfriend and her family. As a cultivator who practices truthfulness, compassion, forbearance, I had to tell them the truth. Falun Dafa restored my physical health and improved my mental state. I have become calmer while my perspective on things has changed. I feel lighter and more carefree. I have learned how to remain kind in the secular world and not be enticed by fame and wealth. Most importantly, Falun Dafa has shown me the true meaning of life and enabled me to obtain true happiness. I know that every step I take is only due to Master's painstaking efforts and compassionate guidance. Without Master's protection, I would not be here today. As a Fallen Dafa practitioner during the Fa rectification period, I will continue my efforts to clarify the truth, validate the Fa, and save sentient beings.
0: The following is an experience-sharing article entitled I Finally Identified My Fundamental Attachment by a Falun Dafa Practitioner in China. The article was published on the Minghui website on November 3rd, 2023. After reading Master's two recent articles, Cultivation in Dafa is Serious and Stay Far Away from Peril, I had a deeper understanding of the seriousness of cultivation and the great effort that Master has taken to save people. I also read some related sharing articles by fellow practitioners. Some talked about how they searched for their fundamental attachments when they were unable to pass cultivation tests. The others were about their understanding of how the old forces took advantage of practitioners' human notions and attachments and eliminated unqualified practitioners. I realized that I need to compare myself with Falandafa's standards to find my fundamental attachments. Since the Chinese Communist Party's persecution in 1999, many practitioners, including myself, have endured many hardships in our jobs, families, and in other environments. Some practitioners might have developed grievances. They wondered why Master didn't protect them, why they didn't experience any miracles, or why their righteous thoughts had no effect. Master said in Stay Far Away From Peril, It is you yourself who has the problem. Master doesn't owe you anything. While Master is saving you, he also bears your sins for you and even finds all kinds of ways to offset your karma. It is you who is indebted to Master. I feel these practitioners cannot see that all their suffering comes from their own karma. They also cannot see what Master has sacrificed and endured for us. They can only feel their own pain. Therefore, as practitioners, we should regard hardship as a good thing. We must do well in cultivation, as it is a matter of life or death. I have been persecuted several times. I have given in to the evil out of fear and other human attachments. I know I have attachments to comfort, lust, fame, and fortune, but none of these seem to be my fundamental attachment. I've been introverted since I was a child, and I don't like to communicate with others. I enjoy being free without any restraints. I thought it would be great if everyone lived their own life and did not interfere with each other. I now realize that this is my deepest and most fundamental attachment. Because of this attachment, when I encounter conflicts, instead of looking inward, I try to escape instead of facing the problem. I also avoid arguing with people so I can maintain that surface-level peace. Moreover, when I see other people's freedom being deprived and affected, I resent those who took their freedom away. For example, recently many people had their electric bikes confiscated by the police and urban management officials with the excuse that they didn't meet the new regulations. I felt that those people's human rights and freedoms were being violated. I was aggrieved and grew resentful of the police and those officials. When I read articles about the persecution of fallen or practitioners on minghui.org, I also feel resentful. When practitioners are being persecuted, what is lost is not just a little bit of freedom. The old forces interfered with master's far rectification. My heart is full of resentment towards the old forces and the perpetrators who participated in the persecution. This agitated me to the point that I couldn't calm down and look inward to find my own attachments. Even though I know I should be benevolent towards those perpetrators, it's hard to actually do it. When the persecution continued, I felt even more resentful, with thoughts like, why doesn't master destroy the old forces and punish the evildoers? And, why don't those evil policemen receive retribution immediately? This way I'd finally regain my freedom. These thoughts are based on the selfish idea of my own freedom. However, I overlook the fact that nothing a practitioner encounters is accidental. The karma we created must be eliminated and the debts we owe must be repaid. More importantly, we must cultivate to eliminate attachments and improve our Xing Xing. Master requires us to look inward for our attachments no matter what the circumstances are and only then can we overcome the persecution imposed by the old forces. I now understand why I never found my fundamental attachment. I always regarded freedom in life as the truth, unlike other human attachments. I thought that it would be nice if everyone was free and did not interfere with each other. This notion has been affecting me and made me lose my rationality when I judge things. Only master's fa is the truth. Practitioners should study the fa and assimilate to the fa without forming any human notions in order to fulfill the duty of a Dafa disciple well. Thank you for listening to the Minghui Radio Podcast. For more information, including news about the persecution of Falun Gong practitioners in China, and experience sharing stories by practitioners around the world, please visit our website at en.minghui.org.